Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we're talking with Heather McBroom. She is in the technology space. She has an agency ownership background, and you will totally love this conversation because we are going to talk about making your life easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. So we are excited about that. We are going to be talking about all things systems, technology, awesomeness. So Heather, welcome to the podcast. We're excited to have you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Heather, you are out of Colorado. Is that correct? I am. I'm in Colorado Springs. Nice, nice. Well, you guys are, it is officially August 30th here. So hopefully most areas of the country, we are in the downward spiral of some of this heat and things like that that we've had recently. So I know Colorado is about to enter its amazing time of the year where everybody wants to flock to Colorado. So I'm so glad you're up there. I think that's awesome. How long have you been in Colorado? Uh, 25 years. Okay. So quite a while. Nice. Well, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us how you got into um, the insurance business and uh, tell us a bit about what you've been doing the past few years. All right. I would love to. So insurance has been a family business of ours. Uh, My mom owns an agency here in town and I helped her start the agency in 1997. That sounds like a long time ago. (laughs) It does. It's funny when we think about it, we think about it kind of in perspective of what I was doing in 97, you think, oh, that was like two weeks ago, right? But then if you think about it by numbers and so forth, you're like, oh, that was so far long ago. Yes. Yes. So we opened up her uh, agency. She went from the captive world to the independent world. uh, And she mostly primarily focused on personal lines. So uh, we had a very large personal lines uh, book of business, uh, grew to five locations. Uh, I ran her agency, uh, did all of the things that, you know, typical management would do, carrier um, relationships, training staff, uh, that kind of stuff. And about maybe 15 years into it, I said, you know, I'm really tired of personal lines. Like I want more. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to be a commercial agent. Um, unfortunately, I was unable to provide any resources uh, for me to, to live in that space. So I did quit and went to work for another local agency uh, that did very large commercial accounts. Um, and I thought this is a great place to really get my feet wet. Uh, the education they provided was phenomenal. Um, I started working on my CIC designation uh, and got that a few years later. Um, but the experience and the knowledge was was great. Uh, the only problem was I was new to the industry. So to a big company like that, I'm the the little guy, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and coming from a world of running agencies to becoming the little guy in the cubicle just did not quite work out for me. That's hard. Yes. So uh, I decided to, and I, and I have a passion for small businesses. So I decided to open up my own agency in 2017. Uh, I was a hundred percent commercial insurance. Okay. Um, focus on the smaller accounts and said, you know, what if, what if it doesn't always have to be about, you know, how much money I made on each account? That was, you know, my thought in the beginning. What yeah. if I didn't treat a small business like a small business? They got the same education and personal touch that even the larger clients got. And that's what they want, right? They want to be treated like like a bigger company. That's right. Um, And I thought that's only fair, you know, that they have somebody um, who really is 
as good as the big guys, but really focused on the small guys. So uh, that was my mission. You know, obviously the barrier to entering insurance is pretty low. Take a class, take a test. Um, and we see it a lot here that, you know, you've got people starting agencies and doing commercial insurance that don't have the knowledge, don't mm-hmm. have the And, you know, I thought, what if I got out there and really spent my time educating people uh, on the industry, you know, by itself and being a good consumer um, and really changing the way that uh, insurance is done here locally. So that's what I set out to do and uh, started my own agency, was, you know, super excited, uh, learned a lot of hard lessons along the way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's never quite what everybody thinks it's going to be, but it's always wonderful and amazing, but it's never quite what people think it's going to be, right? That's right. Hindsight for sure. I mean, there was many messages to my mom afterwards. Oh, that's, uh, I see now why you, you don't get to opening your mail or, you know, all these other things because there's completely cool. <laughs> and, you know, over the years, I learned that, you know, insurance is. Um, something I really enjoyed, but something you really do kind of have to pay attention to profitability wise. We spend a lot of time educating and quoting people, but if you don't write the business, then you don't get paid. Um, As well as all the time we spend training new staff um, and trying to grow our business and work on our business as well as in our business. And, you know, it was just so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the time I hit the end of 2020. 2020, I said, something's got to give. I'm running myself all over the place. We are doing way too much work. My processes and procedures, um, we had typed them out. They were very, um, very encompassing and kind of overwhelming, even for me, let alone staff I was hiring. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a book. Go ahead and do all this stuff every day. Right? Yeah. And the book's like, you know, this big, you know. And yeah. No, you missed that on page 432 because you stopped. <laughs> Because you went to 435, but did you get what was over here on 432? Yeah. It's a lot. It is. And, you know, people have different learning styles too. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do effect. Sure. So have the written version and the video and this and the visual and the, you know, and it just got to be so much. Yeah. Um, and then trying to track, are they doing it? Or how do I follow up? How do yeah. I make sure it's the way it's supposed to? Um, are we hitting the expectations of the clients? You know, how much time do I spend out in the community and doing other things that didn't have an ROI? And so that was really a year of focus for me while everybody else was slowing down or sitting at home during COVID. You know, us insurance industry, we didn't stop. It was go, 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 go. Um, and that's when I said, whoa, time out. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. Um, and I got really fortunate. One of the very first companies that I had met was Insured Mine. And they're a phenomenal company, a very robust system. And I thought, you know, how can I automate day-to-day tasks? Everything from, you know, emails that go out, I want them in my voice. I want them to strategically say things at certain times. I don't want to have to keep typing the same thing over and over again. And what if they forget this information that? So I started there. I created about 250 signature emails. I know that sounds like a lot, but in commercial insurance, and especially being mostly surplus, there's a lot of touches. There's a lot of communication and things that need to get out there. So I started there and said, wow, this is really great. And then I looked at, you know, we don't have anything that brings all of our 
appetite guides together, right? And we deal with 30 different carriers in some cases, and they have different forms and they have different endorsements and enhancements and all of these things. And managing that was becoming overwhelming in itself. So my next thing was, I'm going to create a OneNote platform that has all of the appetite guides. It's searchable. Um, There was only a few carriers that wouldn't give me an absolute uh, guideline. And then what were the other things I could build into it? How do I know what their enhancements are or what their, you know, specific underwriting guidelines that I need to be aware of? So I'm not wasting my time, right? If I have to quote a building and Hartford doesn't like buildings that are over, you know, 25 years old, can I have that in one place so I I don't waste my time yeah. uh, because there's so much time being wasted in quoting carriers and going, Oh, that's right. They don't like that. Or I forgot they don't like a 19 year old driver. Right. And, and so that was my next goal is to create a very robust one note that had everything I needed on every carrier. Now that took about a month and a half, two months. It was very, very intense. Uh, again, I wanted everything in a searchable format making it easier for me and my staff when I train them to do the quoting. Um, How do you do an appetite check really fast? Do you know all the codes for these different industries? And is that all in one place for you? So that was the next piece that I worked on. Um, Then I decided that, you know, again, processes and procedures, they were great written down. I had had that done years ago, but reading them and making sure they were sticking to them just wasn't happening. So I went to look for Okay. Um, like insured mine. And it said, you know, somewhere where I could set pipelines to say, this is the process of each of these. And here's the checklist in between. And you can't move to the next stage till you check it. And maybe as it moves, I want an email to go to the client to update that. Or I want an email internally to tell another um, staff member to create a task uh, or to jump in there and do something so that the flow even between us me as the salesperson of my company, and then my staff as the quoting team or the servicing team was really easy um, to get back and forth without having to, you know, send another email, call them, uh, send them a Teams message or a Slack message, because all of those avenues were just getting over inundated with messages and messages. And so it wasn't being effective anyway. Um, so we created that next, what is, what do those processes look like? Where can we automate certain things? Got feedback from the clients. Where would you like to know when things are happening? Um, you know, it cut down on, on the people that I needed in my agency. It cut down on the phone ringing for sure. Mm -hmm. How many times do you get an email? I need you to do this. And then they call, did you get my email? Well, yes, I got your email. Like two seconds later, right? Did you get my email? I just hit send. Oh, hold on. I haven't even hit send yet. You know, totally. So I thought, what are those, you know, and I went out to them and said, what are those points where you want to know something's going on? And then we created those automations, right? Hey, your request has been received. It's going to take 24 hours. If we have to go to a carrier, you know, we'll let you know. And so all those touch points were happening automatically in my voice, in my brand, in everything that I wanted it to be. And that saved a ton of time Mm -hmm. as well as something in a client calls. How often are we like, I don't know where the person is in that process, right? They're communicating via email. I can't see their email. I don't know what's going on in the system. I know, I know exactly who did what I know where it left off. I know every communication regarding it. I could pull it up and go, Oh, actually they're waiting for you to answer this question, or we're still waiting for underwriting. They checked in yesterday. Now what used to be a 10 minute call as I did the research and chatted with them just to hold on, right? While I did the research, I can get it done in two seconds. Here's your update. Glad I talked to you. Have a great day. Move on, right? (laughs) Huge. 
very big. And then, you know, we all have uh, problems with finding staff and finding, being able to- Good staff, right? Qualified staff, or even um, being able to be comparable in salaries and benefits to the larger companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned I worked for a large company here. Just in the four years I had my agency open, um, when I started that position, they were starting at 45. When I sold my agency uh, recently, they're paying 85000 a year for that same beginning position. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I- with that, that's ridiculous. True. Um, and in Colorado, I don't know about other states, but we have a problem with uh, non-solicitation and non-compete clauses being um, upholdable in court. And so that causes another concern for agency owners. You know, how many people take advantage of us, want our knowledge and turn out to be competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something we have to be conscious of. So I really looked at my workforce differently and said, you know, larger companies, all the larger companies outsource, what is it that they know that I don't know? <laughs> so, Very true. Uh, so I went directly to the Philippines um, through an online jobs platform. And I started interviewing people and talking to people. And I got really lucky because the first couple had worked for um, agency revolution or, you know, agency whatever the two that typically you can get VAs um, through the Philippines. I can't remember the name of the company. Agency VA. Agency VA. And then there's another one, right? So they worked for them. But what I learned right away is everybody treats VAs as data entry people. And honestly, they can be so much more. And so I created a very robust training program for my VAs and I took them up a couple levels in what their knowledge was, what their abilities were, you know, and they're no longer data entry. They understand what I'm asking to be quoted. They have the tools that they need in OneNote to do it effectively. They know what my standard quoting processes are, what I was getting back no longer needed to be changed. Uh, They were on top of it. And that was huge for me because at the price I was paying them, once they were efficient, you know, a team of four ran like a team of eight over here. They are very loyal. They're very good. They just want the opportunity to learn and grow with your organization. And once they're provided that opportunity, man, they really soar. Yeah. So I think that that's another place that, you know, I can provide that value is how do you get them? How do you train them properly? How do you make them a part of your team? Um, and so those were really the things that I did over you know, a period of about a year in my own agency where I saw not just one time the impact, two times. I was seeing four times. I was seeing mm-hmm. retention rates I had never seen before. I was seeing the cost of doing business go way down and my profitability go way up. Um, I was be able, I was, you know, increasing my efficiency in all of my platforms and programs. I was creating tech stack that was, you know, connected to each other. So things were really streamlined. Um, and it just, it made me realize that, you know, when I did sell my agency, which I did about, uh, two months ago, it had brought value to the sale of my agency. They were like, wow, you have very happy customers. You have great retention. Look at all of these automations and all these things that you've created that we don't even have. Um, and so I thought, you know, with all this knowledge and, and I really enjoyed doing it. 
Um, you know, who else could I help? What other agency owners like myself living in that commercial space um, that are smaller really want to take it from, you know, what is manageable at, at $2 million book, it was barely manageable, right? How do we take it from barely manageable to $5 million or $10 million book without increasing our, um, all of our employees and overhead right. and managing and keeping happy customers? That, and that's really the name of the game is to make happy customers and to not work yourself into the ground because so many agencies are out there and their team members are working themselves just exhaustively. Um, so how do you feel like uh, people have really received your your platform so far, like as far as um, the feedback you're getting from agents? Yeah. So I just started into this space. So I just started working with my first client. Um, so I'm a little bit early to tell you for sure. I've done a couple of presentations to different people and I'm very selective about who I work with. And the reason is I'm not going to give you all the tools and set you up for success and then turn around and do that to a direct competitor. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to limit myself in that aspect that I'm very cautious about who I work with, that strategically it is a good fit, that they do care about, you know, their agency and where it's going and that this is going to be beneficial because then I'm going to shut off the area from, you know, doing that for anybody else. Right. Uh, so it's really just been kind of getting it out, getting the word out there, seeing who is interested. Uh, you know, it is costly. So they have to look at that investment and make sure that it's worth it. Um, but we do guarantee that, you know, when it's said and done, you will absolutely um, see a difference in revenue and retention and even just peace of mind and your own mental health, right? Like you said, we'll keep going until, you know, the rooster's crowing again in the morning. Yep, <laughs> so yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you feel like, so, so on average, how many hours a week you had said that you felt like you really got out of four people, the work of eight people, is that correct? What you really feel like you're able, because I think that's like you mentioned, so many people are struggling to hire. And even when we do hire, there's a difference between the level of people that we hire and how much coaching they need to be able to get where we need them to be. And the amount of, um, uh, um, I'm going to use the word repetitiveness, but consistency and, you know, that, that an agency owner and an agency leader has to be able to have, even a team lead. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we underestimate as leaders in the industry is the the energy and the focus that it takes to level up our team, to level up. But I think automation is a really great way to be able to give our team members the, the processes and the structure to level up to make sure that they don't drop this or, you know, they forget about that or they look at the wrong page on a um, operations manual, whatever it is. But I think the, that automation is a great way to kind of automatically level people up to where they can um, not only just make sure that things don't fall through the cracks, but also maybe even time block and schedule some time away to do that extra education. Cause I think sometimes people have such a hard time getting away from the phones or getting away from email because they feel like they're so beholden to it just to even get away long enough to be able to do those education pieces that they need to be able to level up. Have you seen that automations really helped out with that? I would say yes. So the the way that I look at it is once we have the processes and automations in place, then we work on your company culture, right? Because anybody can do the job once you set up the automations. You then look at 
who is a part of your team that's buying into your culture and the values of your organization and how important that is. Because if it's part of my culture that continuing educa education is important and I've streamlined your processes for you and we're, we're building that into the culture every day, I don't see as big of a deal. Like my employees want to level up. They want to um, do these things. And so if I just make that part of the culture, like this is what you're going to time block, right? I expect to see, you know, uh, one webinar and, you know, one whatever, one article that you read this week. And, you know, we put all of our notes in one note together. And so we can keep each other accountable and we're sharing information. If I build that into my culture, that's exactly what's going to happen, right? If we build it into our culture that the client is the most important thing and you have to check every email and it has to be answered right away, then that's the type of work you're going to get from your employees. True. To me, it's all about the culture. Once we have the foundation put together, then I work with the agency owner on what is your culture? Is it what you want it to be? How do we change that? How do we get your staff to buy into the values of your company? Mm. And I didn't any different, right? They were part of my staff. We would check in every morning. We would check in at the end of every day. Uh, we would still have the regular team meetings. We would set our goals quarterly. Like everything that we did together was no different as if they were sitting here and they were U.S.-based employees. So again, I think it all comes back to that culture that you build within your organization or that you change, right? Because we don't always start with the culture we want or we don't start with the mindset of that's how important that piece is. So coming back to it and making those changes to say, this is how I want it to be going forward. Absolutely. And I think a lot of um, agency leaders also need permission to structure their agency to the point where the operations are the key point rather than just jumping on that customer service piece. I think sometimes we've also been trained over the course of our careers to jump on that customer service event rather than saying, okay, how can I structure this customer service event to where we can automate it. And I think sometimes getting people to step back from their agency and take a really solid look at their structure, their processes, and how they're going to implement that and how their culture plays into that, I think really goes into so much of making their team feel solid and making their team feel like they have a very predictable environment too. A lot of people don't feel like they have a really strong, predictable environment. And I think automation helps out with that, but you don't get there unless you step back and you create those systems and, and then implement them. And automation is just such a great way to do that. I just, I love that. And like you said, it, it gives you those timelines to be able to have those meetings, to be able to implement that culture and that structure, and maybe even to celebrate with your team a little bit more because you can, you can do a lot more work in less time and maybe you can take the time away to be able to do, you know, a little a little uh, lunch together or things like that without feeling like, oh, that phone's not going to be answered or the emails are not going to be answered, which is which is a really big fear for I know a lot of agencies. Absolutely. Nope, you definitely hit it right on the head. You want to be able to make time for those other things. And nothing that I offer is rocket science, right? We all know we could we have the capability to do this. It's the time that you don't have. And right. that's my value is when I can come in and work with you a couple hours a week, get your feedback, get your input, and then create this stuff for you so that you can move towards a better agency. Um, you know, we we are in and out of there in three months. So it's, it's pretty intensive. It's pretty fast. We're going to get it done and you're going to be seeing results right away. You're not waiting. Wow. A class and learning something and going back and going, great, I have all this knowledge and no time to put it into, into action, right? So right. that's what putting it into action for you and working with you. 
So generally your you're getting up and running is approximately going to be three months. Is that is that kind of what you're estimating? Three, three or four months right around in there to be able to kind of um, invest in the timeline. You're going to go ahead and help them get up and running and they're going to be able to see that result within the three to four month pr process. That is correct. Yep. Awesome. We will have all your email signatures, all the automations. What's the process look like? What checklist do we need in the process? Uh, again, coming back to the culture, how to tie that into everything we're doing. Otherwise, a process and procedure is just telling you what to do, right? We want leaders. Um, and in doing a lot of this automation, my staff was able to say, you know, hey, this is great. I would like to get away from my desk once in a while and maybe, you know, become a BBB uh, contact for our company because I, I like what they do. Or so it also got them the opportunity to not just be desk people. I mean, they're not out there doing sales, but they're out there doing something they're passionate about. And that increased, um, you know, their love for their job and for the company and increased the awareness of my company throughout the whole community. Um, so finding those things and, and really saying, what is it that you want to do? Where can I make you feel like, you know, you value this position and working with my company? And that gave us time to do that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Heather, if people want to work with you and people want to be able to reach on out, connect, get to know you, maybe even just ask questions, right? Because I think so many of us just need to get our mind around what all this really means because it can seem really, really scary. So if people want to reach out, talk to you. How can they do that? Yes. So uh, a couple ways. Uh, you can email me at CEO at PSIColorado.com. Uh, you can give me a call at 719-900-3515. And you're welcome to go to our website, which is psicolorado.com. And there's a contact me form at the bottom of that page. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and send me a message uh, on Facebook. It's Precision Services Colorado. Um, I do have other businesses, so I look like a very busy person for sure. Um, but absolutely, you know, like I said, just showing people what this can do um, is really the first step. So if you feel like, man, this is really speaking to me today, this is something I need to look at, please reach out. We'll run a couple more um, informational meetings showing you exactly what these look like, uh, what I've created, um, and how it can help your business uh, individually. I love it. I love it. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, for sharing your passion and your heart to be able to help other agencies to be able to be more efficient and to be able to accomplish their dreams in less time. I think that's wonderful. Thanks for having me. I so appreciate it. I love it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been an amazing episode with Heather McBroom, and we are excited to be able to have another amazing moment every single Wednesday here at the Power of Women in Insurance podcast. If you have any questions, make sure you reach out directly to Heather. She is amazing. She's here for you to help you and your agency to be able to accomplish its goals. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week and have a wonderful week.